Hello, hello. Welcome back to Not Another FPL Pod on Toto Football. Obviously talking everything fantasy football, fantasy Premier League. We've had a nice break. Well, a week a week is a break, I guess we call it now, and the internationals are on. So we can have a bit of a chill, get away from the FPL for a week and then come back ready for action and ready for our hearts to get broken again. Of course, I'm with Rich. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, man. Always enjoy the international breaks for the fact that, yeah, for the reason that I don't, I can switch off a little bit for FPL. So, um, yeah, loved it. Um, but also excited for the next game week and um, to see what we're going to do because my transfers last week were pretty good. So hopefully I can carry on getting some more green arrows, mate. Nice. Well, yeah, I think we both got green arrows. Why don't you tell people a little bit more about your transfers? So I went through with what I said I was going to do at the end of the pod. I Perfect. got Salah, Salah Ward-Prowse and Matty Cash in. And to do that, I sold Saka, who didn't play because he was injured. A stupid Anne, who's out until early November, I think. Um, and then Marcus Rashford, who didn't do anything against Brentford. So Salah got me 15. Uh, the other two blanked, but Salah left me in bags of profit. So... My captain Son didn't go well, but then lots of people did, so I'm not too yeah. fussed about that. Uh, I also have Raheem Sterling still, because uh, I'm an FPL genius and <laughs> knew that he'd come good. Nothing to do with the fact that I had ever fires I wanted to put out. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I got 60, 60 points, which was about a 1 million game week rank. Um, but it, took, it basically halved my rank from 1.2 mil to 700k. So, yeah, good week, mate. What about you? Yeah, love that. I also got Green Arrow. I also captain Sun. We all should have captain Salah, but hey ho. Um, yeah, did well. Really happy with how it went. Yeah, Saka was obviously not there. I played my wild card, got the Green Arrow, and my wild card. I wasn't fully attacking this game week. I know sometimes when you wild card, you kind of want that eighty ninety, but I did have a lot of the future game weeks in mind, um, as well because I just think that if you do a wild card this early, you really got to plan long term as well. So I've tried to cover myself a bit there. I was happy with it. And yeah, I went up to like 1.6 mil ranks. So very, very happy. Uh, brought Turner finally got me a clean sheet, kept him in the wild card. Um, and then Yoki Manderson for Palace was someone else. Um, so I'm happy with that. Bearing in mind, we had like 13 injuries, and including a couple on the game. So I'm happy we even kept the clean sheet. Really happy with that. So yeah. No, no complaints from me. And there's some cracking fixtures this week, mate. Saturday, for a sports lover, Saturday is ideal because you've got Liverpool-Everton, the 12.30 kickoff. You then got Man City-Brighton at the 3 o'clock kickoff. Chelsea-Arsenal at the 5.30 kickoff. Sheffield United-Man United, I guess you could argue a bit of a relegation battle there. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then if you're a rugby lover, you've got the England uh, Rugby World Cup semi-final. How are you feeling for the Merseyside derby, mate? Another early kickoff, mate. It's disgraceful. Absolutely <laughs> disgraceful. I think we've had like 14, 40 shambolic. Like how are we meant to prepare? Um, I, we, we just don't ever get a result, really, do we, at the early kickoff? But Everton at home, I like to think we can beat Everton at home. Obviously, they're probably going to be high after their win against Bournemouth. Um, and they've still, like, don't forget, they've still put up good XG. Like, they've yeah. put up decent numbers. They just haven't got anyone really that can finish their dinner. Um Andy Robertson, I get the impression, needs surgery on his shoulder. So wow. that could be three to four months out. 
Um, from an FPL point of view, people might think about Simicast, but we weren't keeping clean sheets with Andy Robertson in. So no. I, I still, I'd still steer clear of us defensively. But yeah, I think we should. I think we hopefully we should be Everton. Um, and then yeah, like you say, some bumper football for the rest of the day, and then um, yeah, it kind of tails off after that. Villa, West Ham, yeah, yeah. Um, Spurs, Fulham might be all right, but um, I don't think I don't think many people are going to captain Son this week, so it won't be, it won't no. be as important. Yeah, well, he uh, was looking injured in the South Korea game earlier, but then he scored. So take that as you will. But he's definitely got an issue, doesn't he, mate? I think he's been, yeah, I think he's been carrying stuff for a while. Um, they said last season he was playing with a hernia or something. So I think he got that fixed in the off season, but yeah. he just always looks like he's slightly injured and kicked and getting bumps and bruises and stuff. But um, hopefully he's fit. Um, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine. Um, so, yeah, but people that are looking to wildcard, they've, they've got a real decision now because... After this week, I don't think the fixtures are great. I think they've got Palace away next week, and that's, as you know, a tricky place to go. Yeah. Decent team. And then they've got Chelsea, which is all right. Wolves is okay. And then it starts to, yeah, it doesn't look great. Man City, Villa. So I think if, you, if you're if you going to hold him, then you're going to have to go about somebody like a Saka or a, a Martinelli maybe. So there's going to be decisions coming up for people that are playing their wildcard team. Yeah, no, I think for me it's easy in a couple of weeks. I'm just doing Son for like a Saka. Um, just get that Arsenal asset back in, depending on how long-term Saka's injury is. We never know with uh, Arteta's mind games, so it might have to be one where I wait till he's actually in the starting eleven. Uh don't have him for that week, and then, you know, bring him back in. It'll be interesting, won't it? Um, lovely to see all them 3pm kickoffs. And I know you were talking about XG there. I don't know if you saw earlier, the Premier League actually released an XG table they really catching yeah. on, are they? Yeah, I'll read you the top six in order. Yes, so first, please do. First is Man City. Second, really surprisingly to me, is Newcastle, but they probably were helped out by the Sheffield United game. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> third, Arsenal. Fourth is Chelsea. And fifth is Everton. So like you said, uh, Everton looking good in the XG. And then sixth is Liverpool. So yeah, Chelsea and Newcastle for me is the shocks there. Obviously Everton, but we knew that a bit. Um, yeah, Liverpool looking good as well. I think, like you say, Newcastle's probably overinflated by the um, the Sheffield United game. If I if I've got time, I'll try and dig the XG out for that specific game. But it would have been at least sort of like six. You'd like to assume roughly. Chelsea, I think their XG. I kind of understand it. It's just that Nicholas Jackson can't finish his dinner, and yeah, that's that's been a a common point of pain for the FPL. Uh, community isn't it so right okay yeah and then Everton like we already alluded to they've got no one that can really score goals so it's good I mean it's positive for them as a football team they're putting up decent numbers um, Man City Arsenal you kind of expect them to be there don't you yeah. but um, yeah nice to see us creeping back in and I think yeah I think Liverpool are very much an attack minded team again now because we're not going to keep any clean sheets so we need to try and outscore the opponent yeah, I'm loving it like a you lot this season. I think, obviously, let's that, take that Spurs game aside. I think you probably win that. Um, if it's 11 v 11, I think the, the games you've got to play... And if the referees are competent, mate, as well. Yeah, yeah, like... <laughs> yeah I didn't want to get you too, uh, too back into that. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm joking. I'm, I'm calm, but, yeah. I'm calm. Yeah, yeah, for now, for now. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but yeah, it look, they I think they look really good. Um Spurs, I guess, is the most overachiever and West Ham. So Spurs are seventh, even though they're first in the league. West Ham are fourteenth in the XG table, even though they're seventh. So I feel like that's typical David Moyes fashion, you know, like they're probably just counterattack specialists, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, apart from that um, Brighton game where they just randomly turned them over, nobody saw it coming. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's been it's been very noisy, hasn't it? But um, yeah, I mean, they've got what they got. They've got Everton in ten, then Notts Forest, Burnley, Palace. So, I mean, they are probably on people's minds for wildcard. The likes of Bowen. I think did you get Bowen on your? Yes, I did. Uh, yeah, you yeah. did. Yeah. So, I mean, he's a great pick. Um, James Ward Prowse, I've got for my team and kind of hoping he still plays that 10 role. But um yeah, I don't you don't really look at West Ham and think they're an attacking team. So I'm sure that will um revert to mean at some point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's so interesting. And then the bottom three is the bottom three, which is just quite satisfying from a like an OCD's perspective. Yeah. Is <laughs> it just looks <laughs> nice. Um but yeah apart from that, the only other underachievers are Brentford who are 15th in the league but they're actually eighth in terms of xg which maybe stay on Mbwemo a bit longer you never know you might get lucky but i don't know personally i'd jump off him but you know <laughs> there's yeah, devil's advocate so. coming in there for sure anyways let's move on to the show we like to do every part of the week in this it's punts of the week this is three punts each for me and rich under 10 percent punts can also if you want uh, think a little bit about the longer term fixtures but ideally we talk about them for this game week um so i will start first with mine i'm gonna go with my most owned player and it's 4.1 percent owned I, I feel like i'm cheating with this one but it's gabriel martinelli 7.7 mil but obviously he's been injured he came back against uh manchester city got that very very deflected goal but i really feel like he changed the game when he came on at half time shows why he's kind of been missed lately that that left side has been uh, struggling for them. And obviously, depending on Saka's injury, might be the easiest way to an Arsenal asset. Aside from Odegaard, playing Chelsea, proper London derby, I expect Arsenal to come out on top. And obviously, they got Sheffield United after that. So people are going to want to jump on Arsenal assets soon. But I think for this specific week, I don't know, I'm just feeling something from Martinelli. Obviously, Chelsea kind of having a makeshift right back. I think Gusto might come back for this one. But for me... I feel like he'd be easily um, outstrengthed by Martinelli. What do you think about that one, mate? Yeah, I think it's a good. I think it's a good pick. Um, the fact that he's only four point one percent owned as well, like yeah. it's it's are like it's boards are like criminal, like <laughs> in it. You, I mean, if a fact, you know, he's, you're cheating, but it's fine because he's you know <laughs> you. you um, I yeah, I really like Martinelli. I think he's a very very sort of like explosive player, um, and like you say. With Sheffield United in 10, I think when a lot of people are wildcarding, that's going to be a real decision for them. It's like, do they go with him or do they go with Saka or do they get both? Um, And this goes back to what we were saying a couple of weeks ago about having to reduce down the price of some of your midfielders if you want Haaland and Salah. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a great pick, mate. Cheers, man. Cheers, man. How about you? Who's your first one? So I've gone with Johan Visser at Brentford. Um... 9.6% 9.6% owned, so I can't really call you a cheat when I've just squeezed in. <laughs> you love a little, you love the ones close, you love it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I nearly mentioned Luis Diaz again, but the fact that he's playing in <laughs> South America, like to, like today and tomorrow sort of thing, I'm not sure it'd be 
back in time. But um, yeah, it's just a value pick. He's got a good fixture at home. Burnley, are, you know, Burnley are a great like attacking team, but that just means that they're left they're exposed at the back. I think they've conceded the fourth most shots on target so far this season. Um, Brentford are struggling. I think everyone can see that. But a home game against Burnley is the perfect medicine for them to try and get back on track. And at five point nine mil, I think he's a decent value pick. To be honest, mate. Yeah, no, I really like it. I really like it as well. Um, yeah, I feel like games like that, United one, Brentford have been unlucky, but they definitely mm. haven't been at their best. Obviously, that Tony Hull has been one that they're struggling, but Wister did start well this season and he's dropped off a bit. So, yeah, I think you're right. This game against Burnley, they companies trying to be the progressive manager he was in the championship, isn't he? So they're going to concede goals. It's entertaining for us, but it could really affect Burnley's... Uh, Sorry, Burnley's like uh, survival hopes, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think um, it's kind of swashbuckling football, which is nice to watch. You know, it's, it's entertainment, but is it the way? Are they going to stay up playing like that? Um, as much as I like Luton and respect what they're trying to do, I think they're they're as good as down already. Um, so there's two spots for grabs, and if Burnley aren't careful and they don't try and just target games that they can win and then other teams just try and frustrate them then yeah they they might be dead search to go down as well um Vissa got an assist against Man United as well so yeah I was just looking into him pre-pod and um yeah I think I think this that game could be quite high scoring but um it might that might lead into someone you've picked Luke I'm not 100% sure yes yes <laughs> perfect segue perfect segue and I've gone for a Burnley attacker who's 1.1% owned. Five mil is Lyle Foster. Obviously got sent off against Nottingham Forest a few weeks back for a stupid elbow. Um, But in the six games he's played, he's got three goals and two assists. Assist against Chelsea last week. Against the Brentford side, like you said, they've been leaking goals as well. Although I don't expect Burnley to win it, I expect them to grab a goal. And I think a goal or assist will come through Foster. Foster looks a proper good differential bargain, I think. And if you're trying to um, get an expensive midfield, he feels like perfect for that. As I said, you can't really complain when he's got three goals and two assists and he's in a side kind of battling for survival, as I said. So, you know, I just really like him. I actually think he looks like a bit of a baller as well. I'd be surprised if if they go down, if he stays with them for sure. Yeah, I remember I remember we had a conversation like this a few weeks ago and I didn't know who this guy was. <laughs> so, yeah. which, I, I thought I'd let you say that, but I don't want to. Yeah, I, I don't mind. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it goes back to what we were saying a minute ago, like um, Burnley like to attack. They like to try and play football and score, and you know, so why not? You know, and like we said, this is a fixture that you could see goals on both sides of the both sides of the table, both sides of the coin, whatever you want to call it. So yeah, I think it could do all right, and and he's an enabler. So if it enables you on a wild card to get somebody like a Son or a Saka or whoever you're going after, don't, yeah, don't have an issue with it, mate. I think it's all right. Yeah, yeah, and I think after that he's got that uh, Bournemouth, then Crystal Palace. So you know, none of the big sides coming up, so they have some good fixtures. But yeah, who's your next one, mate? Uh, I've gone for Morgan Gibbs White again. Nice. So there's a couple of repeat fixtures for me on here, but. Um, I just like his fixture this week. So Luton, um, he's 1.5% owned, 5.8 mil. 
Luton conceding um, the fourth most FPL points to opposition midfielders when they play away from home. Um, he's had eight shots in the box and 16 key passes, so he's kind of dual threat potentially if if Forrest can actually score, which is something that they look like they might be struggling with whilst uh, Amon E, shocking pronunciation, um, is injured. So if they could do with him being back fit sooner rather than later, um, I just feel like he could get something in this fixture and it's a must-win game for both teams. Luton don't really look like they're going to sit back if they don't, they're going to try and attack a bit like Burnley. So that could leave space for Forrest to hit them and gives what it could be a key part of that. What do you think? Yeah, no, I like it, especially with Forrest at home. I think they look really good at home, Forrest. And while they played us uh, just before the international break and well, Gibbs White got mightily unlucky, tried a chip first time, like ball got lofted over to him. It was a ridiculous attempt to hit the post really unlucky but he's got that kind of skill in him it's good to take on players you're right with um, them missing out on Awanui um, that is a huge loss if he's uh, unavailable for a long period but Gibbs White can definitely come through and be that guy to help them out for sure yeah I'm hoping so because the last time I picked him he didn't do anything so let's hope he does this time <laughs> um, who's, who's your last one uh, my last one is Huang Hee-chan 5.4 mil, 0.9% owned. Everyone's going to Neto, I feel, at the moment. And whilst Neto has five assists, which is the joint most in the Premier League with Madison and Trippier, Huang has actually been providing the goals for Wolves, you know. And if he's got a creator like Neto and he's providing, you know, he's got points in five out of the last eight game weeks so far, including goals in his last two against tough up opposition in Villa and Manchester City. Now they're facing Bournemouth, a much easier side, who are leaking goals. Gary O'Neill, obviously the manager of Wolves, will have a bit of revenge planned because, you know, he's thinking he got sacked by Bournemouth kind of unfairly last season. So, yeah, it'll be really, really interesting to see how that plays out. And, yeah, it's a, it's a must-win for both sides, you know. Wolves are looking all right. Wolves don't look like they're going to get relegated. But with this away game to Bournemouth, I think Bournemouth looking... This was the fixture list that Bournemouth really needed to pick up points. I said it to you last week, uh, before the international break that Everton, uh, Wolves and Luton they've got and they were the deciders for them. So again, I expect this game to have a few goals in it and Huang to come good. Nice man. Um, interestingly, Bournemouth, um, they're not conceding loads of FPL points to forwards, which I think, I, th- I don't know. I think they're just quite good at sort of stopping that, f- that first line. Um and that's where he's playing a lot of the time, isn't it? He he plays up front, even those classes of midfielder. Is that right? I think, yeah, I think mainly it does vary. He can go on the wing, but I would say this season I've seen him mainly up top. So, yeah, I mean, obviously I write about sort of using FPL points as a metric for Fantasy Football Hub. That's a real test of that metric yeah. this week, I think, just to see like it, how he gets on. But on the whole, Bournemouth are just not great. Are they so? I think, um, yeah, I think that could be a decent game for Wolves, and you'd expect Neto to be there or thereabouts, but he, you know, it might be that he's putting the ball on a plate for somebody yeah. else, and it could be Huang himself, yeah. And um, it'll be interesting as well, yeah. I think Bournemouth's fixed list at the start of the season was no doubt one of the hardest. Um, they played like all the big team, I literally think they played everyone in like the top eight, um. And they brought this new manager in, and it was like a new style. So I was like, how was that going to work? Obviously, 
Everton, the three 0 is going to be a proper proper like wounder. That's going to be morale yeah. boost down because you could say after the other fixtures, like look, it's fine. Le- like only four points away from people. You know what I mean? It's not too bad. Picked a point against West Ham and all that. So, but when you get battered three 0 by, I know Everton's XG and that this season's been good, but you just can't be doing that, especially with the flack that the ownership have got for sacking Gary O'Neill in the first place, it's it's that battle, isn't it, these days? Fans want better football, but at what cost is that going to come? It's, it's stressful, stressful. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I do. I'm not worried for Bournemouth. I don't like, you know, it's not I don't like them. It's just I'm not interested. Like, I'm not worried yeah, yeah. for them, but I think, <laughs> I think, yeah, they could very well go down. Um, but, yeah, mate, I think... I think Wang's a good pick. Um, yeah, go on. Well, I will. Next one? So I'm bringing him back again. Uh, it's Fabian Cher, uh, 6.5% owned, 5.2 million. It's my man again. It's just, I just keep thinking about that attacking threat. Like, did you see that goal he scored in the Champions League? Yeah, ridiculous. Did that. He did that just because of you, mate. He's just I know. literally sticking it. Spite me. Still yeah. spite me. But, but the, he's got him in his locker. So I'm like, I'm going to go again. Um, Palace offering a decent chance of a clean as well. I think the Fantasy Football Hub sort of clean sheet prediction thing, which is tied into their points prediction thing, have Newcastle as like the highest chance of a clean sheet this game week. So, I mean, I'm sure Dan Byrne will probably just knock one in from a corner just to ruin this like he did last time. But um, yeah, I'm good. I'm rolling the dice on Char again, mate. No, I like it. I like it. I like the backing you're giving him, you know. Sooner or later, you have to get a shirt with his name on. Uh, Throw but... <laughs> enough of it and it'll stick. Eventually, some of it will stick, won't it? So, yeah, yeah. Just, just hoping. Yeah, no, it's good. And, yeah, I think it's right when you're thinking about... Um... Oh, sorry about that. Bit of a phone call there. Don't know if you heard that come through. thought you were clinking a glass, mate. I thought you were, you were ah. cheering me for the uh, shower well, pick. I guess that's my mum wanting a shout-out. So, there you go, Helen. Um uh, <laughs> But yeah, so anyways, as I was saying, Palace at the moment, we've got so many injuries. Elise, Eze, Edward's back now. But if you're talking about it, our two biggest creators in Elise and Eze are missing. So that's a massive stress. That makes it easier for a Newcastle side at home. I think Newcastle are undefeated in their last seven games now as well. Um, so they've really turned things around. It's going to be an interesting one, isn't it? And I think... Hodgson will try and Hodgson this game. Yeah. He will he will make you difficult to break down. And I, I a nil nil wouldn't surprise me. Again, a one nil Newcastle wouldn't surprise me. It won't be a high scoring game in my opinion. Um, so yeah, that's why I think Shah could finally <laughs> pay me back. Yeah, yeah no, I, we I will believe see. that. I believe that for sure, definitely. Um... Oh, if we could get something from that, I'd actually be buzzing because I've seen them actually looking all right despite this blimmin injury crisis. Like It was so funny, before our game against Forest, someone was like, oh, how are all these injuries happening and Jeffrey Schluck still surviving? And then he got injured during the game and it's just like, there's your luck, you know? And our subs for our, sub, our, subs for our injured players are getting injured. So the press conference on Thursday will be really, really interesting to see if any of them are back. Oh, yeah, you hope so, don't you? International breaks are either causes of injuries like Andy Robertson or the prime spot for people to get fit again. So yeah. hopefully for you boys, you've got some uh, you've got some people coming back. Yeah. How are you looking for t- 
uh, game week nine, have you got like any captaincy choices decided yet, or any transfers in the so pipeline? I with my with this hub team because I got Salah in last week. I don't necessarily feel like I urgently need to wildcard. Like I kind of I'm kind of well stocked. I think I'm looking at a lot of the players that people are bringing in. Um, and it's been like Son, a Spurs defender. So I've got Son and Udogi already because I've had Son since the start of the season. Yeah. Um, I got Ward-Prowse in because I couldn't stretch to Bowen. So I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I've got Salah already. I've got Luis Diaz because he's a legend. But he might not. I don't know if he'll start this week because of the late journey back. So it, looking, at the, looking at the team as it is, a few that I'm not overly happy with is I've got Pinnock still. Um, Sterling, despite last week, I think he's yeah, he, he won't be long before he's out. Yeah. Um, Alvarez hasn't really done anything wrong, but if I can try and stretch to get to Ollie Watkins, then I would like to do that. So, in terms of one transfer, um, and if Botman's fit, I can just play him over Pinnock. So, I'm not, I might just roll, I might just roll yeah. this week and then see what, cause what I can do with two next week and see if I can get close to game week 10 wildcarders because it's popular next week. A lot of people are going to go next week, I think. Um, and that might include, I might try and get to like a Matoma, for example, um, which is an easy drop from Sterling. So yeah, mate, I'm in pretty good shape. I'm going to captain Haaland, like as much as Brighton, yeah. are, Brighton are good, but it's Erling Haaland at home. It doesn't really matter. Like I'll, I'll just captain him. I'll stick the vice on Salah, just as a courtesy because Haaland will play and he'll, you know, he, I don't, I can't see me going for a Liverpool captain in the early kickoff because we've had too many of them now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, mate, I think I'm well set. I'll probably just roll, bring Botman in for Pinnock. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, we should all be good, mate. What about you? Yeah, no, look, I wildcarded last week, so that's why I should be okay this week at the moment. Yeah. The international break's looking good. Captain Harland, I agree with you. And I actually saw today that Brighton conceded like 18 goals, which is actually more than Sheffield United. So, you know, there's goals there. Plus, City have lost, what, their, their last two games in the Prem? Um, yeah, so, they're angry. They're angry, yeah. yeah. And the last time they did that was, I think, December 2018, when they lost two Premier League games in a row, um, which was to Leicester and Crystal Palace around Christmas time. You know, the Townsend screen. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I remember. So that, that. was the that last was time that happened in the Premier League for them. So yeah, you know, three times. They still in a won row. the league that year, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm I'm really liking my team. I've got Watkins and Harland up front. I've got Bowen, Salah, Son, Madison, and Anthony Gordon, um, in the middle, and then I've got Cash, Dan Byrne, Anu Dodgy, and Turner in goal. So you know, I'm looking quite happy. Anderson on the bench just because I think Newcastle will score against us. Um, obviously, my biggest thing is no Trippier. That just scares me. Yeah. Just scares me. Yeah. That's a good point. I don't have him, but I've got Botman. And I'm not going to, I'm not even going to try and explain that Botman will cover Trippier because he won't. But it's, yeah, it's it's just not, it's not an urgent thing. But yeah, I need to work out when I'm going to wildcard this team because I don't think it needs it just yet. It's a few bits. I mean, if I read it out from top to bottom, it's Edison in goal, which is a reasonable fixture this week, or I play Turner against Luton. Udogi, Cash, and then I'll play Botman. Um, Salah, Diaz, Sterling, Ward-Prowse, Son, Alvarez, Haaland. So it looks all right this week. Yeah. 
So, and I don't think it needs a wild card. So I'm going to roll and yeah, I'll see what happens next week. I don't think I'm going to wild card it. I don't think I'm making enough changes to justify it, but that means I'll need to work out when to wildcard. And yeah, no. That'll, that'll take some thought. So, yeah. You definitely did get ahead of the crowd um, with your transfers for sure. The Salah one was huge because I think everyone's going to be jumping on him now. Um, yeah. It was at the start of the season. It was like, look, we can't fit in double premiums, but now it's all about double premiums are essential, which is just how the game goes. Um, so it's, it'll be really, really interesting. Um, look, it with your wild card, it may actually just come down to if a couple of players get injured, you have it as the cover. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, looking at it, at some point, I'm sure Son will become Saka when the fixtures get a bit worse. Yeah. That'll free me up a little bit of cash. Sterling, I could drop down to Matoma. That'll free me up some cash. And that kind of money should turn Alvarez into Watkins. So I'm not far away from the wild card crew. So, yeah, it's, it's it makes sense to hold off. Um, but, yeah, like you say, it might just be that they all come back from training injured and then I've got a decision. But even then, I'd probably just patch it up this week and then go next week. But yeah, exactly. hey, I'm, in a, I'm in a good place with it. I'm comfortable. I'm relaxed still. It's only like we're only, what are we, eight game weeks done? Yeah. Ninth one's coming up. So, yeah, plenty of time. It's all good. Yeah, for sure. And if we're um, looking ahead just a little bit at the fixtures, like for the bigger teams after that, you've got Arsenal, Sheffield United. So as we said, everyone's going to be piling on Liverpool at home to Nottingham Forest. Huge Manchester derby next week. It's the games that are really good coming up. Even And then Man City got Bournemouth. Them no Haaland transfers. We've got to talk about it because obviously a lot of people didn't put Haaland in their wildcard. By a lot of people, I just mean a small percentage, but it's a lot. Bearing in mind how good Haaland is. How would you be feeling if you're a no Harland captain right now? I think if they've planned it out and they've got a good captaincy option for every week, I don't think it's it I mean it could it could really hurt, but you just gotta applaud them and say fair play, good luck to you. But I mean like you look at it doesn't really matter who he's playing. He's just he's just incredible. Like obviously Arsenal he didn't do too well against fine, but City didn't do too well against them as a whole. So Brighton this week, United away next week, no issues. Think you can do well in both of those. Bournemouth at home in eleven. Good luck if you haven't got him for that. I mean Liverpool are away to Luton, so people Captain Salah, that's fine. Yeah. You know, I understand it. Um then the week after that he's away to Chelsea. Um, Arsenal have got Burnley if you want a captain Saka for example um, yeah and then who's uh, Brian have got Sheffield you're not, you're not going to captain either so yeah. I think yeah then Liverpool so yeah fine that's where you're going to want somebody else to captain and just having a little look at the fixture ticker here that's not a great week in general so what the yeah. Man City Liverpool one yeah 13 it's not yeah it's not, not looking great. good is it no, just in general for captaincy. I mean, Palace have got Luton, so maybe we could, you know, go Edouard. Jordan, are um, you, mate? Yeah, exactly. Bang him in. Um, yeah, and then Spurs are at home to Villa. So it's like, you know, maybe Son, if you've still got him. Yeah, that's not a great week at all. Um, the week after that, they've got Spurs at home. I don't see that as an issue either, you know? So, yeah. I mean, this goes up to 15, and then they've got Villa in 15. I, yeah, I just, he's that good. And if Pep's angry now because they've lost two on the spin, he's going to demand more and they'll 
probably answer him because they always do. So if you haven't got him, fair play. I just hope your captains pay off because it will, it could destroy your season. Yeah, it really could. Yeah. But that's the fun of it, isn't it? Um, it's nice that people do that, but it is a bit of if in doubt, Captain Harland. And there's a few game weeks in there up until the next available wildcard that people will just go Harland for the safe bet and he'll probably will do good. He will do good. For sure. Any, anything else you'd like to bring up in today's episode, Rich, mate? No, I think we've covered it. I think um, I think we're easing our way back into FPL again now that the international break's nearly over. Um, but yeah, man, just I'm excited to probably roll and then see what happens this week and go again with a couple of transfers next week. But yeah, pleased with the shape of my team. I think it's all right. Just looking forward to Premier League football again. Yeah, same, same. Well, that has been all from not another FPL pod on Toto Football. Be sure to check us out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that. We're available every week when the international breaks aren't on. Big disclaimer there. <laughs> um, but yeah, be sure to like this if you enjoyed. Comment, let us know what you want to see more of. And yeah, we'll hopefully our six punts will all score goals next week. So yeah, that's been all from me. Anything else you'd like to say, Rich, before you go? Big up Fabian Shah. Hopefully he comes in this weekend. Up the Shah, up the wanky chan. Right, <laughs> that is all from us. I will see you later. Bye.